We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Bring it up to LaFontaine. He gets tripped up, gets it to May, and over the line. He's May going in on goal. He shoots. Great call from Rick Jenner at the longtime uh, Buffalo Sabres play-by-play voice. I'm wondering how many times uh, our next guest, Brad May, Sabres analyst, has heard that, or did you save it as an example on your voice, you know, your uh, your your voice machine for your call messaging and that sort of thing, Brad? Because uh, that is one of the great uh, play-by-play calls of all time in NHL history. No, you know what? It's um, it's a it's always great to hear it, and no, I don't have it as a ringtone because that would be um, way too pompous, but um, every time I hear it, it actually puts a smile on my face. brings back good memories. Well, you know what? The, the great misconception about you is uh, that you were, you know, people think, I mean, you're a tough guy. There's no question about that. You can throw them. Um, actually, you, you got, it's a funny story. You got a friend of mine fired. He was uh, coaching the uh, Houston Arrows for Doug Risebrow. And the night you whacked, uh, was it uh, Kimmy Onsen uh, during the playoffs when you were at the Ducks in Minnesota? Doug Risebrow was so bad the next day, he fired like six people in the Minnesota organization. So, but, uh, you know, you were a tough guy, but you had some talent. You could score a bit, too. And that's. I think that's the miss. Like you were a pretty big uh, score in junior hockey, and obviously, you know, for uh, a relatively speaking, high draft choice, and you had to do what you did to play in the NHL and, and and compete and play a long time. But do you ever think that people maybe don't understand just the not not the complexities of the game, but the different uh, aspects of the game that you could bring? No, you know, I, I think um, there's no question. You know, I, I pride myself, or certainly when I was a player, that I could wear all hats, or I certainly was probably putting, you know, every situation a, a winger could have been from being a young guy with, you know, potential who, get, who got a lot more rope from his coaches, John Muckler. You know, gave me a lot of opportunities where maybe some players wouldn't have got that because I was a high pick. Um, and then playing over the course of 19 seasons and. I say seven teams, but I played for Vancouver twice, so eight different teams. And you know what? I um, I'm very proud and, and, and happy with the way my career went and how long it was. But people have their own perceptions, and that's okay. Um, the nice part is when I was playing, if any of the guys you played against underestimated just either side of the, you know, whether it was the ability to you know make a play or you know where you, maybe somebody gave you more room or space and you take advantage of it. And if somebody didn't think you were that tough, then you'd um, you know you'd spank them in a fight. So um, I, I, I feel good. I, the one thing I can say is the only thing I miss about playing the game of hockey because I, I really did fill myself. I loved it. Um, I miss the fighting. I do. I miss. Um, I can go out and, and play in a shinny game and skate and pass and you know not shoot the puck as hard, but you can always score another goal. But um, legally, you can't get back out there in front of you know such a crowd in the atmosphere and throw them anymore. And um, I'd say that's probably the one thing I miss the most. 
We're joined right now by Sabres analyst Brad May, who had a, a couple seasons in the mid-40s in points. He had 18 goals one year, 45 points in 93-94, and then a couple years later had 15 goals and 44 points for, and 295 penalty minutes that year, which would have made you a fantasy god in rotisserie-style hockey or fantasy hockey. Uh, I bring up that just because, and we'll get to the McDavid Eichel thing in a second. Yesterday, the Edmonton Oilers picked up Patrick Maroon. Um, Zach Cassian, a former Sabres draft choice, Peter Shirelli acquired for Ben Scrivens. And this is part of a bigger vision for Peter, that he felt the Oilers were too easy to play against. And so he's brought in a couple guys a bit like you. You know what I mean? Like uh, certainly Cassian, like you, a higher-end draft choice. Maroon a little bit later on, but both guys that have proven they can play up the lineup a bit, but also guys that can, you know, protect their teammates and and change uh, the momentum in those sort of games. And just get your thoughts and maybe the the changing complexion of the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club by the acquisition of those two players, Maroon and Zach Cassian. Well, I, um, you know, I, I, I definitely am excited for, for Edmonton, Edmonton fans just to have that element, um, that option, I guess, when you're in games that you have players. The one thing I'd say, and, and, and I like Todd McClellan, um, I liked him when he was in Detroit and San Jose. I, I, I had long conversations with him and really respect um, the man. So the one thing the coach can do or, or may not do, which would actually help these players, one of the greatest assets a player has, and probably more so when you're that, when you're the call it the third line or fourth line player, um, is using your instincts. Um, and using them to your advantage, you know, not only for yourself but your club, recognizing when momentum has to, you know, has to change or when it's now slightly tipping in your favor, how to keep momentum. And it's using those instincts that is such a great asset. If a coach overcoaches and, and really engineers a player to not think or sorry, not react, but make them think too much, then those players won't be able to do what they're, what they're really, you know, equipped to do. If Todd McClellan gives them some latitude, by the way, that's going to take the odd penalty, the wrong time for the team, because, you know, that's what happens. But if you empowered your players like that, um, hopefully they're the right players uh, to actually be able to govern the ice when they're on it and not worry about the ramifications because they're trusted, then I believe those players can be a real, real threat for the Edmonton Oilers and really change really change the, the, the dynamics of, of that hockey club or your hockey club. So, um, I, so I guess in a nutshell, it's up to Todd McClellan and the coaching staff to what kind of players do they want do they want to use these guys and employ them the way they're supposed to be? In my opinion, then you got to give them some latitude. Well, I remember when Sean Brown was with the Oilers and he was a defenseman and he took penalties. And I'm like, you can't have it both ways. You can't ask a defenseman to play tough and then when he plays tough, sit him because he takes two or three minors in a game because he's giving a guy an extra face wash after the whistle or he's engaging a guy and he's sticking a guy once in a while. And, and that comes with the territory. So I'm totally with you on that. Brad May joins us right now. He's Buffalo Sabres analyst. We got the McDavid versus uh, Eichel matchup, one of three head-to-head uh, draft matchups we're going to talk about here. Brad, first, let's just start. I mean, you've had the chance to see Jack play. He's obviously, you know, we see the highlights. He's a special player. But from your perception, what's it been like watching the growth and the maturation with this player during the course of the year? 
he's first of all he's a good kid. Um, really like Jack Eichel. His teammates really like him. He's a he's a fun guy and, and an easy guy to have around, and, and he you know he engages in conversation. So that's really the extent for me. Outside of that, just covering him and analyzing his play. Yeah, he's. I mean, as a young player, there's been stakes and there's been certainly some slow times this season. But boy, is he skilled. He's got unbelievable hands. He's a very different skater than Connor McDavid, but he's so fast and powerful. When there's an open puck, not many guys in, in, in the league thus far have been able to match his speed when he's able to chase a puck down. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's about trying to get in there in – the right chemistry on the hockey team. I, I think he's had wingers and he's had line mates that he's been hot with. And then, you know, the whole line goes cold and they've been looking to find the perfect, um, the perfect trio of guys. I think, you know, the other night they went to Sam Reinhart and Evander Kane. So that's what we're going to see tonight with Jack, but terrific hockey player. Um, He's going to be, you know, seriously in the top, you know, 10 or 15 players in the NHL for sure um, in the future, maybe even higher than that. Um, as for your guy, um, Connor McDavid, I said it when I watched him play midget hockey and win the whatever the, the championship was with the Toronto Marlies and then... Just watching with the Erie Otters, um, obviously it's, this guy's a phenomenon, and um, I think he's going to go down. Now, nobody's ever going to even come close to, to Wayne Gretzky's point record and all his yep. all his records and totals, and nobody's done it so far anyway. Um, but i got to go down Tiger Woods in 1998 or 1999 when he burst onto the scene as the best golfer and, and, and just ripping up the PGA Tour. I think this Connor McDavid has has got the same dynamics. He's going to be the best player in the game, and maybe go down as one of the best ever. Um, but Jack Eichel's not going to go away quietly. He's going to he's going to try to be heard as well. So I think it's going to be exciting for these two young guys. But um, because it's different conferences and you know the distance and all that, there's no playoff matchups and there's no real rivalry there. Um, I think we'll make more of it than than what the players do. But, they understand where the eyeballs are, and it's on them tonight, and they're both going to be very good, I'm sure. This isn't exactly Philly versus Buffalo mid-1990s when the goalies were fighting every second game. So completely different time frame. Uh, all right, Leon Dreisaitl and Sam Reinhardt. Uh, Leon can do stupid things on his back end. Like, you know, he's he's had a very productive year. Uh, this is the first uh, full season for both players, uh, albeit Dreisaitl played half a year last year, Brad. But tell us about Sam Reinhardt. What have you seen in his game? Well, I think they're both both players got sent back to junior last year and had a lot to learn. And you know, maybe I think probably the biggest thing for both of them was to get an extra step um, or or more. Obviously, become better skaters. Um, obviously, they have the skill set and playing against their peers in junior, they both had you know big numbers and and were very important pieces. So they both have grown into very you know solid players, reliable players. And um, the one thing and and I know more about Sam, of course, because I watch him more, um, is he has the opportunity to play anywhere from 17 to 20 minutes a night. Um, he's been able to play with not only Eichel, but with Ryan O'Reilly and, and others here um, in Buffalo. He's been a very, very um, positive um, player for, for Dan Biles, but a guy that he can rely on and trust. And he's learning. He's He's got 18 goals, which is pretty darn good um, in your first real season. And um, 
I think he's going to get better as well. I, I'm not sure where the where the the ceiling is on these players. Yeah. Um, I think I think both of them. Um, really, I think they they probably have some people that I don't want to say doubt them as becoming the the, the bona fide star player. But um, they both drafted high. They've always been good, and they're really really successful this year. So. Um, I don't think you you, you buck, buck the trend. I think these guys are going to get better and better, and we'll just wait and see how good they become. To me, they're both smart. I'm not sure either of them are dynamic. I do think what Drysaddle can do is a little bit bigger, and that always plays into it, but certainly there's a lot of uh, intelligence in both players. Speaking of dynamic, two different guys go 7th and 8th in the 2013 draft, Brad. The Oilers took Darnell Nurse, who certainly not a spot picker. His first NHL fight was with Darnell Nur- uh, was with uh, Milan Lucic, and, uh, and and the Sabres got Ristolainen, Rist- uh, who has been a stellar offensive force for you guys this year. Uh, tell us about Rasmus Ristolainen and how he's played. Oh, he's terrific. He's um, he's outside of Ryan O'Reilly, who represented the Buffalo Sabres at the All Star Game. Um, Rasmus Ristolainen's the best player on this hockey team, and is is very very good very solid um defensively offensively he's went head to head against uh, Milan Lucic as well um not fighting but um they had a great game earlier that the Sabres won in overtime um earlier in the season he's just a really good player he's got a great shot he gets it through the screens most in most cases and he's got the ability to get it on net and um you know how important that is so um, I really like the player. He's going to be, you know, a real solid defenseman in the top ten guy in the National League. I'm sure for the next, you know, ten years or more. Um, Buffalo's really happy and very lucky to have this guy because he, he he's so consistent. He logs the most minutes on the team, and um, I didn't know I didn't know he could do this. He he seemed like a slighter guy a year or two ago, but he's grown into a young man and he's getting stronger like all these guys do and um, there's no doubt he's the brightest spot here I think in this lineup Sabres analyst Brad May one final question for Brad you know it's funny when Glenn Anderson wasn't in the Hall of Fame I used to you know whine and complain on the air it's a joke he's not in well right now for me Brad there's a player of your generation that's not in the Hall of Fame you played against him uh, I'm pretty sure you played against him in the OHL and then uh, certainly in the National Hockey League for a number of years and that is Eric Lindros uh, in my mind, Eric was the most dominant player in the league in the back half of the 1990s, but I didn't play against him. You did. Uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on the Big E. Well, listen, I, I played I played with Eric in the World Juniors. Um, we won a gold medal. Um, we're on the same team in Saskatoon in 1990-91. Um, won a gold medal. Saw Eric get drafted first overall, and then, of course, I think just with Quebec and, and, and his holdout, um, started his career a little differently, kind of a lightning rod to controversy. He comes onto the scene, he signs a contract that Wayne Gretzky and Mary Lemieux have to be the top two highest-paid players in the game. After Eric's contract, they, they ended up getting a raise by probably double, if, if I'm not mistaken. And the economics of the game of hockey changed in 1992. Um, 19- I believe it was 1992 um, when Eric got into the into the NHL. Um, I think this guy's a he has to be in the Hall of Fame. Of one player that's that's very he's changed or he changed the the dynamics of of not only the way they do business, um, the monetary um, benefits for the players. 
the way he played, the way he dominated by his peers. He was he was voted the Lester B. Pearson Award, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he would beat up the toughest guys on uh, in the National Hockey League. He would hit guys. He would score two goals and three assists. And you know what's amazing? It wasn't enough for the people of Philadelphia or us fans um, watching because you knew he could actually even do more because he was the toughest and he was the best and, and he was the most dynamic scorer at the time. Um, I'm not sure what the criteria is. Hall of Fame, it was a Hall of Fame player. Okay, his career was ended short because of concussions, but there's other players that have been inducted in the Hall of Fame that had short careers, and apparently they got inducted in the Hall of Fame, and that was not relevant. So maybe he didn't win a Stanley Cup, but he's got other medals and, and international you know, glory and accolades. I think he's a, he's a Hall of Famer. The question is, the reporters that, that covered him over the course, you know, through the mid-90s, early 2000s, sure. I, think, I think a lot of reporters were burned, um, maybe by the player, um, maybe didn't understand the player, the player didn't understand the situation. I'm talking Eric now. Um, if people could put those things aside, if Pavel Burry's in the Hall of Fame and Cam Neely's in the Hall of Fame, Eric Lindros has to be in the Hall of Fame. Great point. We'll see you at the right tonight. Hopefully we're watching a couple future Hall of Famers go at it with uh, McDavid and Jack Eichel. That would be great for the two organizations involved. Brad, thank you for your time. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot, Bob. I'll, I'll see you tonight. Bye-bye. Yeah, you bet. That's uh, Brad May, longtime uh, Buffalo Saber player and now an analyst. And that's around the NHL brought to you by World Floor Covering. Stressing about... Uh, stains and accents on your carpets. The thing of the past will lifeguard waterproof carpet backing from shop floors. If you have pets and kids, be confident your home is clean and fresh with lifeguard carpet from shop floors. For details, visit worldfloorcoverings.com. Should mention Panda Hut Express with catering options for every event, meetings, parties, or even that forgotten family gathering. Visit pandahutexpress.net or call 780-473-3663. Place your order now. We'll wrap her up from Buffalo when we return on Oilers Now. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Cam Talbot against Robin Leonard will be the goaltending matchup. Connor McDavid versus uh, Jack Eichel. Leon Dreisaitl versus Sam Reinhardt. Here's Sam Reinhardt of the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had success, some success as the season's gone on. Um, to play with some pretty good players um, and, and I've benefited from it. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've kind of enjoyed that and I think benefited from that a little bit. Um, obviously, obviously, he's earned kind of everything he's 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 kind of been surrounded or surrounded by. Um, and, I mean, every every point of a career, he's 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 been that guy um, and, and he's, he's succeeded in that position as well this year. All right, that's Sam Reinhardt of the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Leon Dreisettle went one pick after Reinhardt, and Nardell Nurse went one pick before Rasmus Ristolainen. So lots of matchups. Let's do this. Uh, have you ever been to the Coaldale Arena? ATB Financial has. That's where you'll find young head coach Colby Stone, an ATB home ice hero with $5,000. Watch Colby's story and nominate your own story at atb.com backslash home ice. And we wrap up the show with this day in Oilers history for New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 36 years, offering great package tours on river cruising in Europe for 2016. 
2019, March 1st, 1994. Doug Waite, two goals, four points. The Oilers blasted Vancouver 7-4. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. They've got great travel deals for weddings, honeymoons, golf packages, employee corporate reward trips. Call the friendly staff at New West Travel, 780-432-7446, online, newwesttravel.com. Face-off show tonight, 4 o'clock Edmonton time. Puck drop, Jack Michaels, Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, myself with the uh, Oilers Radio Network at 5.30. Up next, 6.30 Chad News weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody, from Buffalo. I'll rejoin you in uh, two hours.